Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there. Welcome back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. I'm your host, Brother D. And I don't know if you can hear it or not. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But it's raining. It's pouring down. And usually I like it to be fairly quiet here in the studio when I get ready to record these podcasts because I don't I don't want anybody being distracted from the messages that I try to deliver. I want everybody to be focused. But I figured that maybe the rain in the background would you know not only help clear my mind but Add a little bit of, just a little feature, you know, to the topic that we're going to talk about today. This is a topic that I didn't necessarily plan on talking about. I had a whole other idea as far as what I wanted to create for episode 32 here. But... Due to current events and the issues in which we have to deal with on a daily basis, I've decided to tackle this topic because it needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed because one way or another, we're going to have to find a solution. And if we never find a solution, people are just going to completely give in to the flesh. They're going to give in to rage and anger. Lashing out because there just does not seem to be any end in sight. In this episode of Biblical Truth Central... I want to talk about racism. I want to talk about BLM, other words known as Black Lives Matter. I want to talk about police brutality, all of these different subjects I want to talk about here on the podcast today because they, again, this needs to be talked about. I am considered to be a part of the nationwide minority. Being a man of color, that is. Even though my origins is filled with many different cultures. Everything from African American to German to Native American, so on and so forth. But in the eyes of those in America, you, if you look a certain way, you're considered to be black. Whether you're brown, whether you're dark-skinned, you got brown eyes, doesn't matter. You're considered to be black. So, I feel that 
that qualifies me to speak the way that I'm going to speak today on this episode. Now, there may be some people who don't agree with everything that I'm going to say, but we're not put here to align with our thoughts and ideas. We're not put here to completely agree on every given subject. We're not put here to keep smiles on one another's faces. We're here to share different views and different perspectives to try to find some middle ground to figure out what we need to do to figure out the issues that we deal with on a daily basis. I am here To share truth with individual. I am a preacher of the word of God. Of the kingdom of heaven. I'm here as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So I live my life for him. I live my life to spread the truth in love. No matter what. But not only the truth of Christ. But the truth of the direction of society. The truth in how things really are. The truth, the scriptures tell us, will set us free. Many of you probably have heard that a a young man, I think he was somewhere between the ages of 22 and 27, got shot seven times in, in Wisconsin. The only evidence that we have currently right now is some cell phone footage. And for, I've watched the video. I'm pretty sure everybody has. And, it, and, I, and it, you know what? To be honest, it really looks bad. It looks very bad. But if it's one thing that the society has not seem to grasp the concept of is that you cannot go off of one piece of evidence. You just can't. Every story, every case has a origins, a beginning to what escalates to a certain point. We cannot take bits and pieces of something and call it Case closed, 100% truth, that's that. I don't want to hear anything else. We can't do that. We just can't. We need things to be thoroughly investigated from the beginning to the middle to the end to make an educated decision as far as how something needs to be perceived in a court of law. That's the way it is. But, you know, individuals tend to get angry when you when you talk like that. They get upset when they see things like this. And rationale tends to go out of the window. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with what happened. I think it's horrific. Based on what I see, based on the video that I saw, I think it's horrific that this man was shot seven times in his back. And it did appear that he was unarmed. 
I don't know what led up to that. I don't know what those officers saw him do when he opened the door of his vehicle. I don't know. I don't know. And nobody else knows, but speculation seems to be occurring already as far as what happened. When nobody knows what happened, except for the people who were there and the body cams on the cops. But we're already starting to see rioting in Wisconsin and protesting over this issue and it doesn't shock me because the closer and closer we grow to towards the 2020 election, the more we're going to see things like this occur. We first heard of BLM around 2015-2016. That was the first time we heard about this, this group. Black Lives Matter. After a string of to said to be unjustified police shootings, this group was formed that was supposedly supposed to be in support of individuals who have fallen victim to police brutality. There's so many people, there's so many young men that this has happened to. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and name all the names, but we already know, you know, some of the names. Alton Sterling. Um, you know, Trayvon Martin, even though that wasn't a cop. Zimmerman wasn't necessarily a police officer. I think he was just a security guard. Um... There's just too many. Tamar Rice. There's just so many. Freddie Gray. And the list just goes on and on and on. Breonna Taylor. You know, all of these individuals who were, you know, victims of, of police shootings. Black Lives Matter was supposed to be here to give enlightenment and put more pressure on individuals for such crimes. When I first heard of Black Lives Matter, I, I thought that it was a legitimate group. I did. I, I thought it was a legitimate group. I thought that they could be trusted. I thought that they really had the best interests of the black community. I, at least that's what I thought. And I, and I keep saying I thought because it really wasn't until recently, a couple years I'll say, that I started doing my own research on this group. Because I started noticing some things. I started noticing that they only, well, I only noticed that they were really trending and you only saw this group around specific time periods. Granted, to 2016 election and the 2020 election. It always seems around the election year that you really begin to hear about Black Lives Matter. And it 
really, really dawned on me that this group does not necessarily have the best interests of black lives because they never protest when there's black on black crime. They don't protest. You don't hear anything about gang violence. No more black on black crimes. You don't hear anything about um, the staggering amount of abortions that are committed by black females, which are black babies. You don't hear any of that type of stuff. And I've seen even recent stories where Black Lives Matter were like crickets. But anytime it's a person, like a white person or something that's trying to, uh, that, that shoots a black person or a police officer that may have gotten into an altercation with a black person, that's when Black Lives Matter comes out of the, out of the woodworks. And you know, right now we're currently dealing with the issue of defunding the police, which I just think is, is crazy because that does nothing for the community. In fact, that puts everybody in danger because the criminals don't care. It's, it's open season for them if the police are defunded. Chaotic situations would take place without any civil justice whatsoever. What I learned about Black Lives Matter is that they're a Marxist group. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not heavy in the politics. I don't dig deep into this type of stuff. I don't. You know, there's some things I know. There's some things I don't know. And a Marxist group was one of the things that I was not 100% educated on. So I went ahead and educated myself on it. Marxism... The definition of that is the political and economic theories of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels later developed by their followers to form the basis for the theory and practice of communism. Theory and practice of communism. You can go to the Black Lives Matter website. You can look at their mission statement and you can see exactly what they stand for. You can see what they're trying to achieve. And you will also learn not only on the website, but on video, verbally admitted from the founders of this organization that they are trained Marxists. I just read you the definition of Marxism. It is to practice the theory of communism. The left has always been trying to make this place a communist nation. So it really, really begs the question, you know, what in the world is Black Lives Matter up to? Do they really care about the black community? Do they? I mean, Don Lennon of CNN admitted it on camera that Black Lives Matter is not about community violence in the black community. They're not about 
um, abortions happening and, and, and the staggering number of black females are getting abortions more so than anybody. They're not about Planned Parenthood being put in these in the ghettos and in the low income areas. They're not about any of that stuff. So if that's not what they're about, then why in the world would they title the group Black Lives Matter? And why are they putting emphasis on police brutality? If you do the research, and I'm serious, folks, if you can put your feelings aside, if you can put how you, you know, your, your opinions and whatnot aside and you do the research. You will find that the percentage of murders or, or police brutality shootings or whatnot, white on black shootings are so low that it's not, it wouldn't even be considered a problem on a statistic standpoint, it's it's that low. The percentage is that low. It is not occurring on a daily basis. The way that Black Lives Matter organization is trying to paint it is if this happens all day, every day. And then when you put it on the news, put it on CNN... You put it out there, you know, to an already emotionally broken country. And they see this all the time and they just get so angry and so upset. They start feeling, they start, they actually start thinking that this is happening every single day to the black community. This is happening to our black brothers and sisters every single day. It's not happening every day, folks. It's not. Does police brutality happen? Absolutely, it does. Is it a serious problem? Meaning, is it a problem that is infesting half of the force? No, it's not. Because in the eyes of most people, they think that 75% of police are out trying to play target practice with black people. And that's not the case. It's not. If it was the case, I think we would all know it. I think we would all know it. Does it happen? Yes, it does. We, we, we won't be ignorant and say that police brutality doesn't happen. But just like every line of work, there is... There are bad apples in the bunch. There are bad apples in paramedics. There's bad apples in the fire department. You know, I used to work with a guy who's a fire chief. And I remember he told me one time, you know, they had to investigate this firefighter who was accused of starting a fire, basically accused of arson and why did he do that? <laughs> I have no idea, but he did. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he may have been convicted of it as well. You know, so that just goes to show you there are there are crooked lawyers and public defenders. There are crooked doctors, crooked tattoo artists, crooked every every field of work. 
there's going to be somebody who's crooked involved. But we're not talking about defunding all of these genres of places, right? It's the truth. I read on it was a I think it was it was Planned Parenthood that had released a statement. And I can't believe this. I talked about this a couple of months ago. They released a statement saying that the greatest threat to the black community are police officers. I was floored. I could not believe what I read. I could not believe that they had the audacity to lie and say that police brutality is the number one threat to the black community, to black people. That their lives were in danger because of police. This is coming from Planned Parenthood, folks. A.K.A. the slaughterhouse of human beings. The legal slaughterhouse of human beings. The abortion clinic. Where they butcher fetuses in the womb. Where they're supposed to be protected. Over 22 million black children have been murdered in the womb since the 1970s to date. Over 22 million. The amount of the percentage, I'll say, of black children who are murdered in their mother's womb overlaps the actual percentage of black people who are living in America it overlaps it which means that there are there are more blacks being killed than they are alive but black lives matter is not talking about that they're not even wanting to touch that in fact if you go to their website they support all kind of wicked stuff. They support that. They don't support traditional marriage. So that already lets you know where they stand. You know, in the sense of God. It's a godless group. They got nothing to do with black lives. I see people on social media saying, if you don't support black lives matter, you can just go ahead and block me from you and delete yourself from here. But listen. If you would just do the research on the group, you probably would not support them either. Because people just listen to the name of the group and they stop there. The slogan, folks, it's the slogan that has deceived individuals. Black Lives Matter. Now, the question is this. Do Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. You better believe it. Yes, they do. Yes. So does everybody else. Asian lives, white lives, Indian lives, all lives. Now, I know that that's one of the worst things that you can possibly say on social media is quote all lives matter because if you say that 
the mob is going to come after you. But isn't that the truth from a biblical standpoint? That the Lord commands us to show love to all men and women. Spreading the gospel to every living creature. Um, that's love, folks. All lives matter to God. All souls belong to God. How in the world, how dare you even try to attack somebody who says that all lives are matter? This world has lost their mind. They've lost their minds. Folks. If you can't see Satan working today, you have a serious problem. If you are governed by your thoughts, your perspective, and not by what the Holy Spirit of God is showing you, you have a serious problem. It's time to wake up. Because everything that's occurring today has been brought to you by Satan. The evil intent of deception and trickery is because of him. And he's trying his best to rile up the crowd, to divide the nation. This is the most divided that this country has been since segregation. Because people cannot seem to get along with each other for nothing now. People are angry at each other. You have left, you have right, red, blue, Democrat, Republican. I mean, it's just on and on and on with the division. I mean, we felt this same division in 2016, but it's, 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 it's worse this time because the agenda, folks, the agenda is closer. That new world order is closer than, than it's ever been. But in order, understand something, that in order to bring in such a thing, the United States must be crushed. It must be broken. The scriptures tell us that a house divided cannot stand. And if a house cannot stand, it cannot defend itself. It cannot fight back. It will not win, folks. And that's how the enemy is. He's a serpent. He slithers around in the in the grass, looking to see who what how if he can see ankles to bite and take out and feel full of venom. He's deceptive. He's a roaring lion waiting to see whom he can devour. Scriptures tell us that we are to be sober and vigilant for our adversary. The devil is a roaring lion, which means that if we're not paying attention, if we have our heads in the cloud and we are deceived with things like that are going on right now, he's going to attack us. And that is the ultimate goal is to break the United States of America down to to divide us. To get us to hate one another. To pin us against each other. When the only thing that really makes us different is the color of our skin. We all bleed the same color blood. We breathe the same oxygen. 
We have the same organs in our bodies to cause them to function. And we all possess a soul. But these evil individuals have made it to where they have made the flesh a god and have said that there are superior people depending on the color of your skin. And we have been dealing with this problem forever. You know, racism has been a problem for the longest. Does it need to be addressed? Of course it needs to be addressed. But like police brutality, honestly, in my opinion, I don't believe that racism is as big as a deal as the media makes it out to be. I don't. Throughout my personal experience, I've had very, very, very little racist experiences in my life. Like very little. I'm talking like less than 5% maybe. And some of the best people I've met were white. Some of the most considerate, helpful people that I've ever met were white. Some of the people who've given me opportunities were white. They were not racist people. These were honest people who just didn't care about color. Folks, most people, most people do not care about the color of your skin. They care about the content of your character. Isn't that a quote from Martin Luther King, the, the great Martin Luther King? Don't judge a man by the color of his skin, but judge him by the content of his character. Who cares if he's white? Who cares if he's black? Who cares if he's Asian or red or yellow? Who cares? How do you treat people? How do you look at people? Most people do not judge you on the color of your skin. Now, there are, there's, a, there's a small amount of people in this world who still are very, very Jim Crowish and have that slavery mentality. You know, most of them are pretty old. But people who are like around my age, younger, even older, a little bit older than me, they don't see color. People try to make race like like racism is like this huge deal when it's a very, very small problem in this day and age. Now, once upon a time, it was a very serious issue because it gave birth to, to slavery, gave birth to segregation. Once upon a time, it was a major issue. Yes, it was in, in one, at one point in history, but now... This is just my opinion from observation and from experience, from what I see and the people that I talk to. I just don't feel like it's on the same level, racism, I mean, as it once was. I think that as a people, we have grown to respect each other. We've grown to love each other. We've grown to support each other. Because we understand here in this country, we got to live together. There's no point in 
being standoffish and putting yourself over here while they sit over there. There's no point in doing that. We Nobody gets anywhere. All that does is create tension. And tension is the last thing we need right now. Because there's so much tension in, this, in the spiritual realm that's going on. There's so much tension in this country right now that's going on. Tension is everywhere. And we don't need any more. What this world, what this country needs to do is repent. Come back to God. Turn away from your wicked ways. Give Jesus a chance. You know, the whole country just got on their knees and repented. That would be the most beautiful thing that I've ever witnessed in my life. And I'm sure it would be the most beautiful thing that most people would ever witness in their life. Because the Bible does tell us, you know, if my people were to turn from their wicked ways and repent, I will hear from them from heaven and I'll heal the land. The United States of America needs a lot of healing right now. A lot. Because in the end, folks, it's not going to matter what you look like. In the end, folks, it's not going to matter the color of your skin. In the end, folks, it's not going to matter about your reputation. The only thing that's going to matter is whether you are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. The only thing that's going to matter is whether you have accepted the Lord as your Savior. That's the only thing that's going to matter at the end of the day. All of the wickedness and the evil things that are happening today have been foretold. Jesus told us in the last days that the hearts of men will wax cold. I say again, the hearts of men will wax cold. Which means that love will fall abound and it will not be apparent anymore and evil will run rampant. We see this every single day. Some people pray for world peace. And I'm telling you that is it's just not going to happen. As long as sin is deeply rooted in this world, sin will always rule and there will never be peace. The world will need to be cleansed by fire, as the book of Revelation tells us, for this place to be pure again. Fire is used to purify sin. And since we understand, or we should understand, that this world is not going to become a better place, as long as they keep rejecting Jesus, as long as they keep blaspheming the name of God, as long as they keep trying to throw the Bible out, as long as they keep living wickedly, you can forget about having heaven on earth. You can forget about peace. But these things are foretold because we're all headed into a new world order. And the Antichrist shall be revealed soon. Setting up his kingdom right now as we speak. Mass mandates, microchips, 
gun confiscation. These are all works of the enemy to set things up to destroy this country. Once America's broken, that's when the new world order will begin. Full throttle. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you haven't, I want to urge you to do so. Now is the time for you to get saved. You need to stop acting like you got tomorrow. You need to stop acting like you got another couple years. You need to stop acting like you have all the time in the world. When you have no time left. I'm going to read you some scripture. And then we'll end this episode. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 says... Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast in the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, as first importance, what I also received, that Christ, for our sins, he died in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried and was raised on the third day in according to the scriptures. If you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he rose again three days later, defeating death, taking the keys to death and hell. If you believe this, you will be saved amen that's what this is all about get yourself right in a chaotic world get yourself right while there is still time as the world crumbles around us as the ground begins to shake and as hearts begin to wax cold this is the time for you to get your household in order amen god bless you all thank you very much for tuning in to this day's episode again wasn't exactly planned but i feel the lord put it on my heart and you know that's why i do this i try to do this out of obedience you know check out my youtube channel biblical truth central i hope you all are blessed i'll see you all in the next episode peace